Connecting you to the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. As one coach once told me, guys, it's never about the money. It's about the amount of money. And I think that's true in this case. This is the Press Box. Our buddy Bob Kessling with some uh, sage wisdom coming to, to us from a Tennessee where again the uh, number one team in the country for co- most of the college baseball season rain but they are not in Omaha upset by Notre Dame did not make the trip to the College World Series instead it was uh, what five other teams from the SEC that uh, that got there four of them I should say that uh, all come from the SEC West one of those is the Ole Miss Rebels and uh, we're joined now by uh, rebelgrove.com's Neil McCready joining Mike Grace and JJ Jackson and uh, Neil this is uh, this has been a fun I say fun season we we talked a while back, Mike Bianco was on the hot seat midway through this season. Uh, Mike Bianco was one line on an NCAA tournament bracket away from being fired on Memorial Day. Wow, that's that's where they were. Um, they they lost two out of three on the final weekend to Texas A and M. Lost to Vanderbilt in, on a late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, and then sat and waited essentially for what was that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five and a half days. Um, I think the assumption at the end of that weekend was that they were not going to get in. Um, had they not gotten in, Mike Bianco would have been fired or dismissed or whatever word you want to use on wow. that on that Monday. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's a remarkable story when you think about it from that perspective. This is a team that went 14 and 16 in the SEC. Uh, they, they, yeah, we do the whole number one thing. Guys, they were number one before they played an SEC game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they... they they had a preseason, some preseason hype. Um, they played well in the non-league, like everybody in the league does. I mean, big deal. Tennessee, uh, they went to Auburn to open SEC play. They took two out of three, but looked kind of shaky. And then Tennessee came in here and beat the hell out of them. Yeah. And then they went into this kind of season-long sort of malaise of mediocrity is what they were. I mean, they had they had two big weekends near the end. They went to LSU and swept them. They swept Missouri at home. But then again, they finished with losing two out of three with a- to A&M. The last game was a blowout loss. They, they they lost, I think it was four to one against Vanderbilt, whatever. It was kind of whatever. Nobody, anybody who says, oh, yeah, I saw this come in and you should oh, stop, stop. Just just, just <laughs> throw something at them. They're, 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 they're lying. <laughs> I mean, have we seen something like this before? This is just so crazy to, to hear Bianco is that close to, to no longer being a head baseball coach and all of a sudden – Neil, like you're saying, they get into the dance, and and here we are. You know, they're they're still in the winners bracket, and somebody's got to beat them twice the rest of the way. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think you'd bet against them right now. Uh, certainly, here's what's interesting about tonight. I mean, you, you get past the story. Um, I'm a big believer in t- uh, teams have Achilles heels. Yeah, and they always. Uh, rear their ugly heads in the postseason at some point, right? At some point, that rears its head, and you either it either takes you down because that's your flaw, or you overcome it, you know, and 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 rise to a new level that allows you to win a championship. Well, for Arkansas, who Ole Miss plays tonight, their their deal is the lack of a proven second starter. Mm-hmm. And you saw Dave Van Horn on Monday night 
kind of couldn't decide to pull the trigger with Will McIntyre. And so he said, let's do this bullpen by committee thing and see if we can't. And it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Ole Miss bashed those guys. Well, Ole Miss's guys is the lack of a third proven starter. They've they've found two in Dylan DeLucia and Hunter Elliott. They they have not established a third. And they overcame that in the Coral Gables regional because they played an absolutely depleted Arizona team on the final day, and they scored, I don't know, 20 runs or whatever, so it didn't matter. But tonight, Arkansas, even though they're coming out of the loser's bracket, their, their pin's pretty fresh. Uh, Hagen Smith hasn't thrown a pitch in Omaha. Brady Tigert hasn't thrown a pitch in Omaha. They've got some other arms they can use. And Ole Miss is going to go to John Gaddis, who hasn't started in quite some time. Um, you know, and it, it, it's got... It's got a feel to it similar to like Monday night where you're, you know, Mike's trying to, Mike Bianco's trying to pull a little bit of a, hey, let's just get a starter through and then let's throw a, a lineup one time, go to another guy, then we'll get to our bullpen, which is fresh and we'll win. And it might work. And on, on the other side, Dave Van Horn's got a really difficult decision to make because everybody's going, well, you, you, you just turned to Connor Nolan. And, and my answer is, do you? I mean, I, I realize you can't get to Thursday unless you win on Wednesday, but. Will McIntyre gave Arkansas a gift last night. Um, you know, he pitched great against Auburn, gave them seven innings, uh, allowed them to use kind of seldom used arms at the end of the bullpen to, to finish out that game against Auburn. And so, you know, I would wonder whether he goes to Hagen Smith, the left-hander who beat Ole Miss uh, on the Saturday in Fayetteville back at the end of April, and rolls the dice on on giving Nolan one more day to set up what would be Really a fascinating Thursday game between Connor Nolan and I would assume Dylan DeLucia, two guys working on shorter rest than they're used to with a, a trip to the championship series on the line. How but incredible here's the, that would be, it, yeah. yeah. It's a long answer, but here, here's the thing about Ole Miss. So this is, it's kind of twofold. If you're Ole Miss and you can't win tonight because of the lack of a third starter, even if you win tomorrow, the third starter thing kind of reared its ugly head because now you have to use DeLucia on Thursday which means he's not available until Monday. And if he's available on Monday, even then it's on really short rest. So these are those things. I always find it to be the interesting story that a lot of people, a lot of people in our field don't like to talk about what's the negative on a team. It's all about, well, the negative is you don't have that third starter. And at some point that becomes this obstacle that either you can't get through it or you have to jump over it. There's no way around it is my point. And if there's a way to hide the lack of that third starter, Maybe Ole Miss has the combination to do it, a bullpen that gave up its first earned run in 30 days on Monday, yep. and an offense that has out-hit opponents 77-40 to 40 in this tournament. Uh, extra base hit gap is 29-15. to 15. They've outscored teams 64-17 to 17 in this 7-0 postseason run. Yeah, their, their lineup uh, has just been amazing. They've uh, Peyton Chatney at the bottom of the lineup has, has been hitting for a while. Um, they got Kevin Graham back. In late April, I think he's finally kind of feeling himself. He hits in that four hole where he protects Tim Elko. It allows them to use some other guys a little lower in the lineup. Um, Calvin Harris, the DH, has, has started hitting at the bottom of the lineup. You know, and when you hit one through nine, it takes pressure off guys. Uh, and I thought in the middle of the season when this team wasn't hitting, guys were trying to hit five run home runs every time up, and um, that that becomes a bit of a habit as well and guys start to press and the more you press the more you struggle and the more you struggle the more you press and it just becomes that wheel and they've gotten out of that and right now it's the opposite they they're not pressing they're having pretty really good approaches at the plate 
Um, they're they're tough. And then you mentioned their bullpen. When you have those two starters in Delusha and Elliott that give you long outings, time after time after time, your bullpen stays sharp. And when your bullpen is sharp, it's super effective. This time of year, it's always fun to see sort of the personalities that can come out for all of these teams, the stars of the college baseball game. And we certainly have seen that for Sonny DeShera at Auburn. And we've seen that over the last few seasons uh, with Tim Elko. I want to give a shout out to Neil here, Mike, because uh, as I've mentioned a couple of times all last week, we're talking about that Auburn and Ole Miss series because they're getting set to play in the College World Series. And I happen to be the play-by-play announcer for the first two broadcasts that are on the SEC Network Plus. And Chatney at second base, how do you say this guy's name? And I know that the announcers have been having a real tough time with it as well. And so in my prep, I'm looking for anybody in the world to say his name online so I can listen to it. And the number of times I've had Neil on my radio show in Auburn, Neil, I should have just given you a phone call in the first place. But sure enough, the top result, we've got the Peyton Chatnier show at yeah. rebelgrove.com. And, and Neil, I've fallen in love with the guy's personality. And so I promise you one thing, I did not butcher any of those pronunciations in those two games. Uh, back in uh, the first SEC series of the year. Well, Carl Ravitch cannot say the same thing. <laughs> no, has, no. He has mutilated his last name. Uh, you know, and, and Peyton's a really a, a really nice kid, you know, um, young man. He's not a kid. Um, I mean, I've got a daughter. Yeah, his age. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Not, not kids anymore. I can I relate. <laughs> we are old, Mike. Yes, um, we are. <laughs> no, but, you know, Peyton's an example of, of – uh, kind of the the story arc of this team because he he started as the leadoff hitter um he just absolutely cratered offensively uh midway through the year uh to the point where he got benched at kentucky for a series just to kind of hey look at it from a different perspective get back in the cage work on some things and kind of starting in that Arkansas series end of the end of the month of April he started hitting and and he's been on fire. I know he went 0 for 5 the other night against Arkansas but but he's had um he's had a bunch of big games. He was huge for them in Coral Gables. He was huge for them in Hattiesburg. He had a big night uh against uh, Auburn in the first game in Omaha. So and he's played really good defense. He didn't take his bat out to the field and you know we did that show together and don't let fan bases tell you ever any fan base. I don't care what team, franchise, none. Don't let them tell you about how they're. Oh, we never gave up on this team. I got messages all the time about kill that show with Peyton. Y'all killing that show with Peyton? Stop doing it. And now it's like, hey, when when's the next show with Peyton? It's like, okay. I mean, and I'm not making fun. I'm just pointing out this is just the way. This is the way people are. and But he's he's a great example of kind of this team's narrative. We've As seen a lot of that over the last two weeks. I was going to say, at the NBA Finals, Draymond Green was doing a podcast himself, win or lose, after the fact. And, and folks all of a sudden want to blame Draymond Green's performance on his podcast for why he wasn't playing as well on the court there. And I'd imagine it was the same thing for some Ole Miss fans, too. Get rid of that show. That's funny. That's a good story, Neil. Yeah, it's just, he, instead of doing a podcast, he, he needs to be working on his hitting. It's like, guys, you, you can't go hit 20 hours a day. That's, that does, it doesn't work like that. Enjoying no. a fantastic visit with Neil McCready, publisher of rebelgrove.com, part of the Rivals Yahoo Sports Network. And I know this, this is probably a silly analogy or comparison to make, but I cannot look at Tim Elko 
and not see Kirk Gibson. I don't know whether it's the mustache, whether it's the, you know, the playing last year with the, with the injured knee. Um, but Captain Clutch has been just that, man. He He's as good a college baseball player as there is. Yeah, you nailed it right there. He's as good of a college baseball hitter as you'll see. And and, and his story was really cool last year with the ACL and stuff. But but this year he's been pretty healthy. Um, you, you It's hard to get the fastball by him. Uh, he crushes mistakes. You saw it in the um, in the Arkansas game. I can't remember when it was. I think it was fairly early. If you remember in that game, you know it was two to one, and then it was four to three, and then um, Elko made it six to three, if I recall correctly. He was down in the count one two, and and um, whoever it was pitching tried to kind of overthrew a curveball, buried it too much, and he he laid off of it, and then he tried it again, and he tried to kind of correct it, and he hung it, and he hit it somewhere to Iowa and and um that's what he's done you know he 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 is susceptible like most college hitters to really good breaking stuff especially from right-handers they can they can get him with that but that's about it and you gamble on that on that breaking stuff he's a lot like Deshera you know you can get him out but boy you better be careful i mean you you know and and if you and he has a good eye. He'll take pitches. He's a lot like Sonny. I mean, he'll you know you you, you can pitch around him, and, and they'll let you. But I think the key for Ole Miss is the guys behind Elko have been protecting him and, and driving him in with like Graham and Alderman and those guys. I mean, they're just getting like you were saying, Mike earlier. They're just getting a lot of production up and down their lineup. Ole Miss can beat Arkansas today if what happens, Neil? If, if you just choose one thing to happen, what is that? Um, I I think if they get a quality outing out of John Gaddis, get the game into the middle innings tied or with a, a small lead. I, th- I think they can and probably would win. Um, but look, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a big if, you know, I mean, there's, there's people that are doing the, well, he, he went two and a third of scoreless against Arkansas and Fayetteville. It's like, yeah, and that Morris kid went two and a third scoreless against Ole Miss. It's a different deal when you spend all day, you're going to be the starter. You're going to take the ball. The game's in Omaha. Now, look, for Gaddis, he's, he's got the benefit of this is not an elimination game for Ole Miss. They get another shot if they lose. But, guys, Ole Miss doesn't want to lose this game. Yeah. They don't want to play Arkansas tomorrow. They, they, you start getting into some of the – at least the fan base does. They start getting into some of the demons of, you know, it's it's Arkansas again, and 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 you know Ole Miss has had some some difficult losses to Arkansas in, in in multiple sports. So you start thinking about those things, and I don't think the kids do. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you might be Anko, he wants to win the night for two reasons. He wants to uh, keep his powder dry going into Saturday and set up his rotation the way that he wants it to give himself the best shot at a national championship against likely an Oklahoma team that that has a a real pitching rotation one two as well. So that's that's what he's thinking. But um, you know, if it if it gets to if it gets to Thursday, you know, all bets are off. Yeah. I mean, you you're not in the winners bracket anymore. If you get to Thursday, you're you're right there in the elimination bracket with the the team in the other dugout, and it gets things get a little tight. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, you know, you you can play loose, and and that's what I'm curious to see with Ole Miss right now is that this this postseason run has been absolutely adversity free. Miami and them played a great game. It's a two-to-one game, and since then, they've just blown everybody out. I, I get a sense that, and I could be wrong, they might beat Arkansas 14-6 to tonight, but I get a sense that tonight's going to be a little bit of a test, a little bit of adversity. It's going to be – I don't know if you guys saw this stat. 
Arkansas won its 45th game last night. They're the only program in the country that has won 45 games five years in a row. Wow. So to think that anybody, if anybody thinks they're just going to roll over and, and die tonight, <laughs> no, no, they're, no. they're, they're going to they're get after you tonight because that's just who they are, and so you have to beat them. And I think Ole Miss can, and I think Ole Miss eventually will, but I, I won't be surprised if tonight's a little tight. Great coverage of the Ole Miss Rebels at rebelgrove.com. You can find it again on Twitter at Rebel Grove and Neil at Neil McCready. Uh, tell us, uh, our listeners, about the great content you guys are doing, what you're doing for, for baseball. I know you've had some post-game podcasts and that kind of stuff. And what we're, we're just 45 days to fall camp, 73 days to college football, my friend. What's up on rebelgrove.com? Please stop wishing my summer away. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> Reality, I, man. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that's like, I cannot wait for fall camp. I'm like, I can wait for fall camp. I absolutely I hear you. I hear you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we so Chase Parham, my, my colleague at rebelgrove.com, he's out in Omaha. He's on site. And then uh, I've been doing post-game shows. I hit the button literally the moment of the last out, win or lose. And um, so far, it's been all wins, but uh, win or lose, I hit the button and uh, we take guests and sometimes we take calls, which sometimes is not the smartest idea in the world, but, um, <laughs> but we do it. And so we'll have that going on at, at rebelgrove.com and on our YouTube page, which is uh, MPW Digital. MPW Digital. Very good, man. Again, again, rebelgrove.com. If you're an Ole Miss fan, this has got to be your source for Ole Miss news and information. Neil, always appreciate your time, man. Best of luck. Enjoy the summer. And uh, and we'll 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 try to leave you alone until uh, until closer to fall camp and kickoff, okay? All right, Mike, JJ. Good talking to you guys. Now, you bet. Neil McCready again. Find good him online at rebelgrove.com, at Neil McCready on Twitter, at rebelgrove on Twitter as well. As the Ole Miss Rebels and Arkansas Razorbacks go in game two tonight, uh, that, uh, again, winner's bracket game, Arkansas in a must-win situation goes at 6 p.m. Central Time. They'll first pitch at 6.07, 6.09, something along those lines. And then this afternoon, we get the other side of the bracket with Oklahoma and Texas A&M. I heard him say yesterday the last two national champions have stayed in the Hilton Hotel, which you can see literally just beyond center field uh, there at Charles Schwab Field. Um, the two teams that were staying there this season were Notre Dame, who's already gone home, J.J., and the Oklahoma Sooners are in that All same right. hotel. So we'll see if the Hilton magic – uh, continues for the Sooners as they take on Texas A&M today. And then again, Ole Miss and Arkansas tonight. Looking forward to this. I hate that, Ole, that Auburn is no longer involved. Don't get me wrong, but I'm still excited about the two college baseball games we're going to get tonight, uh, today and tonight, and uh, what's left of the College World Series out in Omaha. going to be great baseball. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page, online at pressboxradio.com, or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pressbox Radio One. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the Press Box.